WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about 27 Dresses. Yes, literally 27 Dresses, one of the greatest movies of all time, and you can't convince me otherwise. Okay, this movie came out January 9th, 2008. It was directed by Anne Fletcher, and it's great. (laughs) Yeah, I looked up when it was, because I thought it was earlier 2000s. So did I. Just because of the fashion they had, really. It gives off big early 2000s vibes. But the technology they had was closer to 2008, 2010. So. Yeah, I like, in my head, I imagine that all of my like favorite rom coms are from like 2000, but they're all really from like 2007 to 2010. Yeah, most of mine are from the 90s, so. Wow. What a nerd. No, it just, just means they're worse quality. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail's a masterpiece. Yeah, that doesn't mean the camera works better. (laughs) Oh, their phones are connected by wires. (laughs) Great. Yeah, in this movie, she, like, uses a laptop, and it looks like a normal laptop that we have now. And I was like, what? Yeah. They had those? I'm like, wow. But then they pull out those flip phones, and I'm like, yeah. Get the two sides of the spectrum. Good old 2008. God. Laptops and flip phones. So good. Oh my gosh. Jade, what is your history with this movie? We have a history. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> Help. So I actually. I have like a villain origin story. I honestly listen up everybody this is jade's villain origin story the moment you've all been waiting for (laughs) so imagine me this person who likes g-hole rated things right i that's our old band director i don't know if i've mentioned that before that's our old band director and we would get to bring movies onto like charter buses whenever we would go to different states or whatever and He would always say, anything you bring to watch has to be G-hole rated. So, like, I brought Monsters, Inc., a banger. Everyone loved it, so. (laughs) And then we still somehow watched The Proposal for the 20th time. And The Notebook. Or The Notebook. Yeah, The Notebook. notebook. Not The Proposal. I just... Anyways, so I'm a very (laughs) G-hole rated kind of person. Except, like, action movies I really like. Um, you know, Die Hard. See Die Hard. (laughs) Axaw Ridge. Things of that nature. There are exceptions to the rule, okay? But for the most part, I'm like, Disney? Cool. Stuff for, like, teenagers? Awesome. (laughs) Young adult books with closed door scenes and (laughs) minimal cursing? That's my vibe. So... When I went over to my friend's house, our good friend Madison, they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to watch a rom-com. It was her and our friend Elizabeth. And I was like, oh no, I mean, what's it rated? Like, can I watch it? I don't want to like watch something that I shouldn't be seeing, stuff like that. Because I was in, you know, sophomore year of high school and I'm a prude. But also... (laughs) (laughs) They had just been watching, like, a horror movie. So I was like, well, can't be doing that. I don't like those. So we're watching that. Actually, we're sitting on her bed. They are watching it, like, up against the wall, like, by her pillows. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, not watching it. Finally, it's like funny enough and interesting enough that I go over to watch it. So, like, honestly, it's a miracle I am alive to this day. Like, (laughs) I don't even know. Like, why am I like this? There was nothing in this movie, and I just. But they read the thing. It was like, oh, it's PG-13. It might get a little spicy, whatever. I mean, they curse quite a bit. Not really. Not like a whole lot. I mean, 
They cursed more than I was expecting them to, honestly. Yeah, it just... But it's still, like, not as bad as other things. Yeah. I don't know, I just... I was really not into the vibes, and it's really, really good, so... Well, alright. <laughs> I watched it because Jade told me to. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, two years or something like that. Like, most really good things. Yeah, so Jade went from, I don't want to watch this, to forcing other people to watch it. Because it's one of the best movies of all time. Thanks, Madison, for making me watch it. So that's how I got started with it. Yeah. And now we're here on this good old Valentine's Day. So good. Oh my gosh. So what are your thoughts? Um, Give me the rundown. Hold nothing back. In the words of Miss Kelsey and PJK, it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. I can't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this movie is adorable. Oh my gosh. I can't. I love Kevin so much. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this whole cast, actually. Like... It's, like, so funny to me because, like, every other person would show up and be like, oh, I know who you are. Yes. Like, the goth girl at the desk Mm -hmm. at their work plays Jessica Jones on Netflix. She's also from Gilmore Girls and Breaking Bad. Well, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, and I didn't recognize that from Gilmore Girls. She was one of the, like, girls from college with Rory. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. You can tell where I've watched recently. <laughs> Not Gilmore Girls. And then, is her name Janice from The Office? Jane from The Office. Jane? Her name's Jane? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why did I think it was Janice? She's in like everything from that time period. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm just like just waiting for her to show up. Why is it that I've only seen her in office settings as, like, a boss? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jan. It's Jan. Jan. Dang it. Okay. Um, And then, obviously, James Marsden is an American treasure. He's my hero. <laughs> there was someone I love him so much. Um, oh. The friend. Yes. Literally... The hype girl, Judy Greer. She is the best rom-com sidekick in Literally, the universe. I love her so much. She's so funny, dude. Um, Yes, I want to go watch Enchanted now because James Marsden's in it. I thought you were going to say 13 going on 30 because of Judy Greer. Okay, Enchanted for James Martin, and then 13 going on 30 for Judy Greer. And then all of the And Mark Ruffalo. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we start at the beginning. There's a girl going to two weddings at once. The ultimate bridesmaid. (laughs) She's narrating her life about how much she loves weddings. A guy wearing jeans to a wedding for some reason is standing in the background watching. (laughs) Because <laughs> he does not give a single crap. That bothered me so much. I was like, he wore the exact same outfit the entire movie. <laughs> it shows his character development, really. Which was like, jeans, sneakers, a shirt, a flannel with a jacket over it. Yeah. Like, sir. The perfect Change man. it up a little bit. <laughs> He's literally it's... the Luke Danes of this movie. Like, grumpy old, cynical man... Who had a broken marriage, or almost marriage, or whatever. Just hates everything good in life, but low-key funny, and cares about everyone. His smile literally makes me melt. (laughs) (laughs) He's gorgeous! When Judy Greer's like, ooh, can I order me some of that? I'm like, oh my gosh! (laughs) Same, girl! Yeah, so we have this girl. She's going to weddings. She's the ultimate bridesmaid, and she's sad that she's single, and she's in love with her boss. But surprise twist, her sister's in town, and her sister falls in love with her boss, with Jane's boss. But 
Plot twist. The sister, Tess, is lying to Jane's boss, George. And they get engaged, and they're going to get married, but it's all a lie. And then stuff happens. Jane goes through a whole lot of character development, as movies go. And then she's slowly falling in love with this writer, journalist, who wants to write a piece on her 27 dresses. And he's just really annoying, but she loves it. And then Jane spoils the rehearsal dinner by telling everybody that Tess is a liar. And then she throws away all of her dresses. And then she, does she runs not into throw a boat. She away all of her dresses. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. I. It literally took me until this time. She gives her dresses to the, the people's wedding she went to. That's how they all had their own bridesmaids dresses. They didn't wear their wedding dress to her wedding. Those 27 people wore the dresses she wore. Oh. It did not occur to me because I was like, how did they get their own bridesmaids? Oh my gosh. And then it says in like the little newspaper thing at the end that, oh yeah, she gave her dresses to them. And I'm like, oh my god, That's so funny. <laughs> how amazing is that? I love that. Yeah, because I thought she just threw them away. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a powerhouse of a woman. No, even better. Upcycling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she like runs onto a boat and confesses her love for the annoying writer guy. And then they get married. The end. Yeah. A masterpiece. <laughs> I just love, like... His whole thing is that he's a writer. He's super cynical, but has to write about weddings all the time. And she's like, she's obsessed with weddings. And so she's like, oh, you're so cynical. No one so cynical can write um, crap like that. And he goes, um, yeah, if you're a really good writer, you can. And I'm like, that is dang. <laughs> like he She like asks him and she's like, are you a cynic? forced to like come up with this stuff or are you actually secretly like a romantic who's pretending to be a cynic and he's like i think i don't know what you're saying but i think i'm just making it all up and i was like no you're not (laughs) (laughs) no you're the perfect man stop stop crushing my dreams but he does say at the beginning he's like love is patient love is kind love is slowly losing your mind and i was like okay I did not catch that, and I'm upset. He is a good writer. They're, like, in the taxi, and he's, like, asking her all these questions about the fact that she was going to two weddings. <laughs> and he's, like, is it just because you, like, love love so much? Like, and she's, like, oh, so you hate weddings. And then he's, like, love is patient, love is kind, love is slowly losing your mind. I'm like, I'm hilarious. obsessed with him. I think, here's my consensus. I think any rom-com... With a female voiceover at any point deserves, like, ten stars total. What other rom-coms have voiceovers like that? The Holiday. Oh. (laughs) I don't know about any others because I haven't seen them in a while, but it's literally, like, the train complex, okay? If it's got a female powerhouse voiceover, like, 100%. Love that. Also, of all the cast, I did not mention Katherine Heigl, and I feel like that is a crime against nature because I'm obsessed with her. She's so cute in this movie. I, so, I think I saw her in this first, but I also watched a 90s show called Roswell that she was also in boy oh, howdy that is like that is legitimately a teenage soap opera like it has a ton of sex in it like a lot and these are like high school kids and it's it's a lot to handle and there's aliens and a lot of conspiracies going on <laughs> So it's just like everyday life. Pretty much. Like it's it's like the Riverdale of the 90s. Like honestly, if we're going to be real about it, <laughs> it's just so wild and outlandish. 
but you get sucked in and it's so much better than Riverdale. Oh my gosh. That went It's not that hard to be so much better than Riverdale. But like the idea is still there. Like super over dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. So go watch that. Yeah. It's a fun time. <laughs> my favorite thing about this movie, besides James Marston's existence, yeah. is the fact that like the central plot of this movie is Jane's character development. I thought you were going to say the miscommunication plots because Uh. (laughs) pretty much for half the movie, we don't know that the writer is the same writer as the, it's the whole thing. It's fine. We don't know that he's the writer for all the weddings she goes to. Yeah. But just, like, the fact that it's about her learning to, like, stop being a people pleaser and learning to, like, accept herself and love care, take care of herself. And then, like, both the Tess and George stuff and the Kevin stuff is, like, secondary. Yeah. And is, like, there to support her in that journey. Yeah. Love that. Also, every time Kevin's, like, have you considered... One, he, like, first, he's, like, have you considered saying no? And she's, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's up? And then also, he, like, multiple times is like, you just need somebody to take care of you. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you can take care of me. So, this is the second wedding thing I've read in, like, a month's time, right? Or watched or whatever. So, the other one was, we can't keep meeting like this. And it's about two kids. One's a baker's son and one's a wedding planner's daughter. So, of course, they're, like, always together, always hanging out, doing stuff. Super cute. Not the best book in the world, but it's still all right. And it's this same idea, and I don't understand this. Why do people have strangers in their wedding party? Like, say there's five guys and four girls. Will you just have, like, a caterer put on a dress for pictures? Like, that is so weird to me. Or, like, if it's uneven standing at the altar. And I'm like... Okay, it bothers me. I don't know if you noticed at the end. Like, excluding the, like, 27 women, he only had one groomsman and she had two bridesmaids. And I was like, mm, don't love that. Who um, cares? It's about the aesthetic. That is so dumb. I... Oh, my gosh. That bothers me. I don't know why you have strangers, like... If you don't have enough friends to make it even, you need to cut people out. Yeah, that's... Like, don't add strangers. Make the party smaller. Yeah. I would agree with that. I just... I honestly... But it needs to be even. No, I don't care about that. <laughs> if I have six friends that want to be up there and he's got two, oh well. Figure it out. I'm going to die at your wedding, aren't I? <laughs> it's still going to be even numbers. Some girls can hold hands, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Dibs on holding hands with Aubrey. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) I knew it all along. No, just kidding. Um, One of my bridesmaids is going to be our one-eyed cat, Apricot, so. That's fair. I'll step down for her. (laughs) (laughs) That is my maid of honor, so. (laughs) need to look at my notes. I just, that note in particular really bothered me because... That happened in the other book, which was weird because the girl had to put on a dress, but the guy put on a tux. So it's not like it was uneven. They just needed more people? What the hell? Yeah, that sounds like a bad plot hole. That is dumb. Like, it's just so they can make out. Whatever. Like, that is so (laughs) stupid. No, that's, like, the whole thing with, like, Tess's character is that it's all about, like, looking good. And she, like, doesn't want to get people that she, like, actually cares about because they're ugly or wouldn't fit the aesthetic or something. Yeah. Like, there's a limit to it. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my really close friend, you're too ugly to be in this wedding. So sorry. That's just mean. (laughs) And, like... Being in a wedding is about supporting the couple. Yeah. And, like, having the people that you love and care about and that have supported you in your relationship, like, standing up there by your side, like, supporting you. Yeah. 
It's not about looking good. I just... I could have fixed this in one fell swoop, right? First option. You bring in my man Jan from the office, right? Okay. You put her in a tux, pantsuit, looks gorgeous. Super fine woman. Whatever, right? Option number two. The taxi driver. (laughs) You stick him up there. You're like, man, you see my girl naked. You really, like, fixed us up there, buddy. You made it happen. Honestly, I'm sold. Yeah, so I could have fixed the problem. But I think it's very symbolic what you're saying. Like, she didn't care about aesthetics. She cared about the people up there. Yeah, all 27 of them. I guess 29, huh? That's a lot. (laughs) I think the first time I watched it, I thought that she was, like, imagining all those girls there. Really? That's weird. (laughs) As, like, a, like, I don't know. Trying to read too much into it. It's not that deep. But that'd be kind of... I think that's cool, and if they had done it that way, it would have been really neat. Like, oh, they were really backing me up, because how realistic is it that you could get all those 27 people there at the same time? Yeah, like, ridiculous. It ain't gonna happen. Okay. It's also the mentality that it's like, oh, I was in your wedding, I have to make you put you in mine. Yeah. Which bothers me a lot. Yeah. Because, like, I... I've been in a lot of weddings now, and, like, I want a small wedding party, and it's, like, at some point, I'm gonna have to start cutting people out. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, no. Because, <laughs> like, again, it's not about, your wedding is not about making people feel good. Yeah. It's about picking the people around you that care the most to you to support you on your wedding. Yeah. So. It's too political. Watching this movie... I'm older. I'm wiser. It just now occurred to me, this viewing, that wedding planning is not her job. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, and she was just calling these people her friends. But really, they weren't actually friends, and that was her job. So is she doing all of this for free? Yes. That's the whole no, point of the movie. No. I do not accept She's that. such a people pleaser to a ridiculous extent that she's, like, sacrificing everything to support people that are, like, acquaintances. It still would have made point- sense if it were her job. Yeah, but then, like, where's the arc there? Like, if you're a wedding planner, it's your job to go above and beyond. It still would have been the same because his biggest thing was, well, you don't have to say yes to Tess. Well, like, but before Tess, he was like, why are you in all these weddings? Like, yeah, it's just like the whole the whole thing is that she's a huge people pleaser. And Kevin is like, please stop. Like, this is unhealthy. It also would have and fit like because she didn't have to be in the wedding party. That's another thing that like. I was like, oh, she's just in the wedding party because she's the party planner and that's the whole thing. You don't usually have your wedding planner in your wedding party. That's why I thought it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just dumb. It's okay. (laughs) We don't have to go any further. I mean, like, honestly, I don't know why she didn't become a wedding planner. Yeah. Because she, like, talks about at the beginning, like, the little kid voiceover. Like, how she, like, loves weddings, and she, like, knew this is what she was born to do, was, like, help people with their weddings. That's why it but she, did like, not make sense to me. But, like, she wasn't a wedding planner. She was just a perpetual bridesmaid. That's just crazy. Even if one of my friends did offer to do that, I would still pay them. Right. Because that is it's just... It's just a lot. That's insane. And instead, she's just, like, an assistant... At a whatever business that, like, probably pays her zero dollars and she's spending all this money on other people and their weddings. Yeah, that's the other thing is that being in a wedding is much more expensive than you think it is. And she's in a, a huge... 
huge apartment in New York. How does she afford all of this? Well, it's a movie date. That's no. how. Incorrect. <laughs> if my theories can't be right, <laughs> then they can't have that. Yep. No. I hate it. Tess is so annoying. Oh my gosh. Like, one, she has a huge when the article leaks mm-hmm. or whatever, and Kevin, like, writes that stuff about Tess, about how she's, like, a bridezilla, and then she, like, fully has a bridezilla moment. That was so I'm, funny like, to me. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. But also before that, every time she opened her mouth, I was like, wow, I'm annoyed by you. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that bridezilla moment, like, the irony was so funny. I couldn't help but laugh. I was <laughs> like, that, she's like, oh, just warm the town. The Godzilla's or bridezilla's coming through. <laughs> And Catherine Heigl just rolls her eyes, and I'm like, same. That is so funny. I cannot. <laughs> and just... It bothers me that Jane never said anything this entire movie. But, like, I guess that's the point, but it bothers me. Yeah. I, not my personality. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have said anything, but I would have stopped, go, like, participating so much. Yeah. I would have taken that dress immediately. I would have been like, um, incorrect. You like, must Like, they gave the not. dress? Like, I would have definitely said something then. Yeah. Like, oh, like, it's really important to me that I wear it. If it, like, so here's the thing. I would be okay if, like, one got the ring and one got the dress, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. But no, it's a brand new ring and you give the irresponsible one the dress. Yeah. And then Jane it doesn't just... take the scraps, which I think is stupid. Like, at least if that's all you have left, try and use it. If that's been your dream this whole time, that annoyed me. I mean, I also think that there's something to say about the fact that at the end, like, she doesn't have the wedding that she plans for. Mm-hmm. Not because... Well, because she realizes that she's, like, living her dream through some other people. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so into weddings because she's, like, uh, trying to, like, live in this place of weddings. Yeah. And, like, my wedding's going to be so great without, like, ever have her actually having her own wedding. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when it's time for her to actually have a wedding, she has her own wedding instead of copying her parents' wedding. Yeah. So, go her. <laughs> but also, yeah, she should have taken the scraps. But I just, she either should have said something or been like, hey, like, you can wear this dress, but please don't, like, alter it too much because it's incredibly important to me that I wear it. Yeah. And then the, like, wedding didn't even happen, so it was just. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It occurred to me, so I've been noticing this a lot in real life and in other books and movies and things. So in Tweet Cute, the end-all be-all <laughs> rom-com, right? All hail Tweet Cute. <laughs> there's Jack and there's Pepper and there's Landon. And Landon is the boy that Pepper's had a crush on her whole existence that she's been in New York And is the pretty guy in the very front, the obvious guy that she's going to be with. And then there's Jack. Like, ah, he's goofy, he's kind of weird, whatever, but we get along better. George is Landon. True. And that just, it hurts a little. When they kiss at the end, I'm like, "Ah." Oh, yeah. That, (laughs) I hated that so much. Well, let's try it again, just to see. (laughs) I was like, I would not be okay with that, even if I had been lo- in love with a guy for, like, ages. But the fact that he, like, literally just broke up with her sister, like, less than 24 hours before this moment. The brother does not have self-control. He's a mess. I'm like, nah. Like, this is not great. Luckily, she at least quits. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, in every good rom-com, there were two... Not just one, but two slaps to the face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Both of them were deserved. Oh, 1,000%. Um, I think the music in this whole thing, phenomenal. Valerie, Benny and the Jets, happy together. Yeah. I'm like, we need to fire. We need to talk about the Benny and the Jets scene. Oh my gosh. Just that whole sequence. That is probably Start- the best scene ever in the whole world. I don't know. It starts with um, Jane talking to George, testing out meals for the wedding because Tess is surprisingly busy and then Kevin shows up because he has to say something oh he wants to like tell her about the article mm-hmm. and he realizes oh it all makes sense Jane's in love with George and so he goes up there after he tries to run away but he goes up there and like convinces Jane to go with him to look at Lennon's or whatever, and not George. And so then Jane's all upset, and they're, like, driving down the road. It's pouring down rain, yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, the like, the banter is so cheesy. It's so funny. It's, like, but, like, I'm all over it. I love it. And then, um, then they hydroplane, and they, like, crash their car, and there's, like, ditch. And they're, like, still mad at each other and then they go to a bar and they start drinking and then next thing we know they're singing Benny and the Jets on the bar together. <laughs> it's so good. And they're like this is doing like- up the lyrics and dancing on the bar and everyone starts joining in and it is such a vibe. When I say I like enemies to lovers, this is what I mean. Tweet cute is what I mean. Darkling and Alina, not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, mm, where's she going with that? <laughs> like, I want the guy to be annoying and kind of, like, mean, but not evil. Yeah, like, if the Darkling suddenly went all sunshiny, then it'd be fine, but 100% still murdered people, so no. Like, I like the cynic who falls in love. Like, that's the vibe. Yeah. Grumpy old man vibes. <laughs> yes. Also, when they're at the bar and they're, like, drinking, and then she's like, oh my gosh, February 12, 2006 or something like that. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she's like, no, like, the Keller wedding? You don't remember this? Like, I love this wedding so much. And then, like, later after they sing... He, like, takes her off the bar, and he's, like, I cried like a baby at the Keller wedding. And then they, like, make out and go have sex in her car. Oh, my God. But it's just, like, okay, I love you even more now. And then, like, before that, when he says his favorite thing about weddings is watching the groom. I just... And she's, like, oh, my gosh, that's my favorite thing, too. There's just some lines in this where I'm, like, well, I just... Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then the then like, you know, everything blows up. Good old rom com miscommunication style after that. But at least we get that moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can we this is this is the podcast for this. Can we just talk about how when they go in the rain, Catherine Heigel's hair curly? is so I know. I just... The whole time, I was like, wow, her hair looks so good right now. Like, I can't. Like, she should be wearing it like this every day. Her stylists (laughs) really be out here like, yeah, we're done. We don't. It's fine. It's so pretty. Ugh. Our curly queen. I just... So good. I have a lot of quotes from this. My favorite part of this whole movie is so Jane ruins Tess and George's wedding with screenshots and like outs that they're cheating or whatever. And then like the next day they're at the hardware store and they're like arguing because their dad is like, you guys got to figure this out. Your sisters and grown women. Yeah, and, like, Tess is, like, throwing things at her, and 
she's like, you're jealous of me. Like, you just, you had to take care of me my whole life, so you're just mad at me. And whatever, it keeps going. And then Tess says something like, I just wanted to be you. And Jane stops and is like, why could you be, why would you want to be me when you could be you? And I was like, oh, (laughs) what a moment. And that's just like a really good quote. And like a really good part. And like her character arc and just life. It's just a to be good like, thing to think about in general. Yeah. Like, who are you trying to be? I hope nobody because you're special just the way you are. Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that just really hit me in the feels. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm gonna, I was like, who's messaging me on Messenger? Neither of them are you. How crazy is that? Wow. Wow, I have (laughs) friends. Oh my gosh, this never happens. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy times, crazy times. Um, some quotes. When Tess, this, of all the things she could have done, this made me the most angry so George has a little brother in the the Y system, like yeah, the big brother. The like big brother, little brothers. Yeah. And Tess meets Pedro and he's this sweet Hispanic kid. And she goes, Hola, Pedro. And I about threw something at the TV. I was like, this is the worst thing in the whole world. And then afterwards she gives him a job cleaning. Ugh. It's so upsetting to me. I can't. And then here's more quotes. Um, So Jane and Kevin are in a store doing the registry for Tess and George because, of course, and they're picking out all the most random stuff in the world. It's really funny. (laughs) And uh, Jane is guessing why Kevin is such a cynic. And as a joke, she's like, oh, is it because you got left at the altar? And he's like, yeah, for my college roommate, actually. For someone who has no insight on herself, you hit the nail right on the head. And I was like, oh, dang. That part hurt. <laughs> I really just, mm. Um. Also... What's her face? Judy Greer really be out here looking at Katherine Heigl like, you clean up good. Even I might be into you. That is the support that I need every day. It's true. <laughs> like, I just... Um, Get you a hype man. Dude. A grumpy old hype man. I can't. Well, I just need a hype woman. Who needs a hype man? Please. No, I mean, like, her vibe, Judy Greer's vibe is grumpy old woman. For sure. No, 1,000% actually. (laughs) Like, I... Surround yourself with the grumpy old types. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wonder if I'm the grumpy old type. Let's typecast ourselves, shall we? You are the grumpy old type. Really? Well... No. <laughs> Maybe, like, I don't know, five years ago you would have been. Oh, yeah. But you've become a lot more of a ray of sunshine since then. <laughs> I really do feel like more of a Jess than a Nick, but neither side is completely gone. <laughs> like, it's still in there. We're still trying to figure out life and things. <laughs> Fixing, At least you have a bank account. Fixing toilets with water bottles and... Yep. It do be like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> Kevin really be out here going, For the first time in a very long time, I wanted to be there for somebody. I think you deserve more than what you've settled for. I believe you deserve to be taken care of for a change. It's so <sighs> cute. <laughs> I just... Oh my god. And then he, like, gives her, like, a phone. Yeah. So she can, like, organize her life. 
Ugh. digitally instead of in a and cat planner. And the ringtone like, is Benny in the Jets. And yeah, then he like programs his phone into it. I'm like, that whole scene, like after, and he's like, I just want to like apologize and like explain myself, and then you never have to see myself again. I've never have to see me again, and I'm like, say no more. I'm running after you. <laughs> when Jan from the office really be out here like Kevin, be happy. You got what you wanted, right? And he's literally the most miserable person on the planet, and it's just such a good reminder, like. Is getting higher up in your career really what you want? Like, yeah, is progressing worth all the relationships you're going to lose? Yeah. Or with anything, just you have to figure out what you're losing and what you're gaining to see if it's worth it. True. This movie is, like, full of cliches. Yeah. But, like, I love them. Like, every single one of it. Anything happens, and I'm like, I've seen this a thousand times, but I'm in. Yeah. I'm all in. You are nothing like the man I imagined. Ugh, what a line. What a line. So good. (laughs) I love it so much. I just... (sighs) It's so good. I just... It's just really cute and adorable. And... If you need something to do this Valentine's Day, besides listen to us, of course, watch this. Don't go out. Restaurants are way too busy for that crap. Stay in. Watch this movie. Have your favorite movie snack. Tweet us. Email us. Let us know what your favorite movie snack is because it's really important to me. Let's see. Some honorable mentions. Cookie dough bites. Milk duds, popcorn. Uh, Who said cookie dough bites? Claire. <gasps> My soulmate? <laughs> Sour Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so shook. Like, I'm a big popcorn and icy fan. Yeah. I think my favorite thing to take to the theater is cookie dough bites and the coke icy like that's good yeah it has to be a coke icy or it's not a movie going experience yeah basically and at home popcorn and m&ms and you like here's what you do you fill up your thing like half with popcorn you put the m&ms in so they get all melty and then you fill it up to the top and put more in because why would you only put some in (laughs) and they're all melty and nice and yeah Jade, remember when we watched Psych the movie, the first one at your house, and you made those brownies and you, like, decorated them with Psych stuff? I still think about them sometimes. You don't! (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I'm like, wow, remember those brownies? Those are really good. Remember when I drew a pineapple with icing? (laughs) Yeah, that was a beautiful experience. I just, I'm glad I'm appreciated, because sometimes it <laughs> just feels like I'm just out here doing the most for no reason, just for my own humor and benefit. <laughs> no, I appreciate you. Hilarious. All right, do you have any other thoughts about this movie? I could go all day. Like, <laughs> I must be stopped. <laughs> I just. I would even say, like, oh, this would make a great, we could have a great sequel. No. I No, it's perfect exactly the way it like, is. Like, I want more of this content, but I don't want this part two. You know? Yeah, the thing about part twos, which is, like, why I like fan fiction, because there are no rules. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to make a sequel to something, you have to create a problem yeah and like when you have a relationship like this you're like i don't want to see a problem i just want to see them living happily and in love yeah and like fan fiction does that they're just like here you want fluff here's a 20 chapter fan fiction just about two people being in love and i'm like thank you that's all i wanted (laughs) it's the big like 
um, the Avengers fan fictions were just like all the Avengers living in the compound together vibing. Like, that's it. So good. That's what I would want in a sequel, but like, that's not how Hollywood works. How great would that be? Oh my gosh. Make it a Hallmark movie 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes scores are? Um, critic 75, audience 90. I'm gonna put critic at 65, audience at like 80. Oh. This has the critic score at 41 (gasps) and the audience score at 57. What the heck? That's so upsetting. I mean, like. I understand that it's not critically acclaimed. Show like, me the it. receipts. Like, but like, it's cute. What is the evidence? So I thought the, the score, audience score would be a lot the harder. Costuming, the characters, the actors. What is the problem? Oh, sorry. It's a female lead with development. Crazy. We cannot have that. You have to admit that it's not the best written thing on the planet. It's not, but let's be honest. Like, but I still love it's it. It's still good. It's not less than seventy bad. You're right. Let's fight them. All right. What is your score? I'm a troll de forums. <laughs> like the little. Please never say that Sims again. Button. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, comedy, level two. Uh, (laughs) what did you ask me? What is your score? My mouse doesn't work. I only, I got a new computer and it only has one USB port and my mouse takes a little USB thing and the mic takes a USB thing. So when I plug in the mic, I don't have a mouse. (laughs) You need to get one of those splitter things. Ugh, why do you have to make sense all the time? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll start making less sense. Good. That's literally what I'm asking from you. (laughs) (laughs) Can you not? Wow, I really rated You've Got Mail a seven and a half. Dang. Yeah, because you're mean. You rate these so hard (laughs) for no reason. (laughs) I think the problem is... I don't have an emotional connection to it. And, like, there's not a story for me to connect to. Like, watching this at Madison's house has a story to me. And I love that. And then immediately... Well, then we need to make a story about You've Got Mail. And immediately coming home and running to my mom and being like, we have to watch this the next day. And we legitimately did. And, like, running home and texting you and being like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. You have to watch it. (laughs) Like, for real, dude. Like, when things have stories, I'm just so obsessed with the idea of that. Um, yeah, so I just need a story for You've Got Mail. That's the conclusion we need to make. And then I'll Great. really hire. <laughs> like, Narnia would not be a 10 if I wasn't obsessed with it. <laughs> Fair. It's not an actual 10. Everyone needs to chill, please. Nobody's saying anything, Jade. It's just the two of chill us. Out. Relax. <laughs> It's fine. Um, this is hard. I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight. I'm gonna give it. Maybe I should look at my other scores. <laughs> yeah, that's what's really hard. Like, I'm struggling right now. I'm gonna give it. A seven and a half. Yeah. Like, the memories are there. The enjoyment is there. It's super fluffy and cute. And it's such a good comfort movie if you just either want something in the background or just want to chill for a couple hours and just relax. It's really nice. It's not perfect. It's got a good score. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't have a train. So it's knocked down from eight and a half. Like... That gives you a whole half of a point right there. Whole half? Whole, whole half? Whatever. 
That's a whole music theory thing. Chill. It's fine. <laughs> what a nerd. Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. Your music knowledge actually comes in handy way more than I think it would. <laughs> Literally, that's what I've been trying to explain to people. Like, I just went on a whole thing. Someone the other day was like, um, honestly, when do you ever use your music theory? And I'm like, every single day. And it's unreal. It's not even okay how much I use it. Like, all this English crap, never gonna use it again. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. It's fine. I'm gonna hear this later and be like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Jade. Do we have socials? How can the people contact us with their magical moments and their favorite movie snacks and just their overflowing praise about 27 dresses? <laughs> I thought you were going to say about curly critics. And I was going to be like, whoa, you need to relax <laughs> <No>. there, buddy. <laughs> I'm not that egotistical <laughs> yet. Yikes. Um. Anyways, <laughs> dude, I just... No one's going to hear this until the 14th. And then once they say it, I'll know they stole the idea. But someone needs to say their favorite movie snack is bacon and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think that's really funny. Um, anyways, we are not bacon and eggs pod. We are curly critics pod. Welcome to our show. Not bacon, <laughs> not eggs. The curly critics. I'm going to start saying that in every episode now. No, don't do that. <laughs> This is WBNE. Um, <laughs> CurlyCriticsPod at gmail.com and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And we have a Patreon and we're on Discord. And Through the Patreon. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, T Public. There's too many t shirt websites. I don't even know. <laughs> That's where you can get our merch. Yeah. Alright, the Curly Critics are a proud member of the WB&E Network, which has amazing shows, like this one. Hello, my name is Mary Clay, and on That's What I'm Talking About, I'm experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time. I finished reading The Hobbit, so now I'm watching the movies. And sure, they have their ups and downs, but at least the dwarves are nice to look at. And good news, guys! The hot dwarves are here. It's Keely and Feely, and in particular, Keely's the hottest. He would be a Keely's the hottest type, you know? Yes, the hot dwarves are here. Have no fear. That's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Like, this is a fun day. It's a fun time. If you have a Valentine, great. Go be happy and in love. If you don't, your be Valentine. sure to love yourself today. Literally. Or that too. Yes. Love yourself and we'll be your Valentine. We're your Valentine. We love you. We think it's a happy time when you're around. Oh, that was sweet. I know. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to our show. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Love yourself. Ride a train. Yeah. That's it. Bye.